crossroads with missing signs Not sure, left or right, maybe straight on Make a path of my own, never known from before You know kicking that door tomorrow I know it ain't promised, but back home What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Israel back again. Another episode of the Network Nights podcast coming from the one and only QC. I see you. We know what today is. It's payday. So I hope you have a great payday, and I hope it's a great thing that's happening for you. I want to take this time to really give a shout out to all the supporters of this podcast. Uh, Recently, we have just hit 100 followers um, on Instagram. So... Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I see, I see you, I see you. Uh, but I know 100 followers don't sound like a lot, but realizing starting from zero and watching this grow and this platform grow and continue to help out people, connect people, network with people, teaching y'all nothing but goodness, nothing but strategies, nothing but professional fun content to help out your everyday lifestyle. So obviously the archive is great. The archive is great. Continue to go back and look at the other episodes, whether it be, uh, you know, trying to become a musician or learn more about the music world, to real estate, to construction companies, farming, everything you could think of. We are building a freaking portfolio that you cannot imagine. Now, why do I bring this up? I bring this up because back in my heyday, back in the good old days, I was a coach, y'all. I was a lacrosse coach in the year 2020. Um, obviously, COVID had a different uh, had a different say in my long lasting career. But I will say I was one and zero, undefeated to this day, to this day, on coaching in lacrosse. But I think the coolest part about coaching um, versus leadership in the Marine Corps was the fact that I had to guide people. I had to guide my players to get the most out of themselves, and I couldn't force them to do it. Um, and each player took a different technique to really get the most out of them, to get the most skill out of them, to make them the best player they could be. So, of course, I have a friend. Who would have thought? I had a friend that is joining the show, and they are joining the Network Nights virtual studio. And uh, guess what? They actually are a business coach. I would like to bring in Kim Wanowicz to the show. Welcome, Kim. Welcome, Kim. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Well, better now with all that applause. That was awesome. <laughs> hey, hey, we got we have a lot of applause for all the guests who joined us. So, um, is so amazing. I need I need to have that. <laughs> okay, and I have to tell you this. I that you just told me something I didn't know about you with lacrosse. Mm. And my sophomore in high school daughter um, started lacrosse well, last year as a freshman, but they didn't really get to do anything because of COVID. So their first real season at Providence High School um, was this year. And I didn't know anything about lacrosse until watching her all season. And mm-hmm. that is a crazy sport. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's, it's, I think, I've learned a lot. I've learned yeah, a lot. I think the women's lacrosse is men's lacrosse. It's, I mean, that's a whole other diatribe there. But it's very interesting how it changes. Just, it's, it, well, it's completely different, and I'm happy it's different because they're not, um, you know, pounding each other with sticks. But, <laughs> um, they definitely improved. I'll say that they played some tough teams of girls who have played club lacrosse since they were young, mm-hmm. and this is a group of girls who just picked up lacrosse, you know, last year. So mm-hmm. it was a little bit hard to watch as a competitive person that I am, but. 
they got much better at the end and I'm looking forward to next year because I know they'll be even better, but there's a lot to learn. Most definitely. Most definitely. Without further ado, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Awesome. Well, first, thanks for having me. I loved uh, meeting you recently networking. And um, so my business is called live boldly coaching and yes, I'm a business coach. Um, but I have a very uh, specific focus. So I work with professionals in how they have a powerful voice in their business and a bold presence in their business. Um, and my focus is everything from their messaging when they're networking, like where I met you, to their um, what I call your confidence in every aspect of talking to people about your business, your professional confidence, which I do some trainings on how professional confidence is very different than just being a confident person. It's not even on the same um, plane. Mm. And um, to your how you show authority and stand out in your industry. And I mostly work with people who are in an industry where there are many of you. Um, for instance, I do a lot of trainings with real estate teams, with a, someone that has a team of realtors or insurance, because those are industries that there are so many how do you get out there and stand out when you're one of many of those um, and showing authority in that industry and um, maintaining confidence when it's really easy to look around and see there's so many people that are doing what you're doing and really easy to start to compare and think, oh, they're doing it better than me, especially if you're new to the industry. So that's where I um, stick to my coaching. Wow. Wow. And I obviously we're going to have a lot of questions because you hit on you already hit on so many points there it's too easy um but i always like to give my guests a timeline of who you are so um you know growing up in your shoes what was it like and what shaped you uh what shaped you to be the person you are today that's not an easy question so um i grew up in a really small town in eastern north carolina and I think that shaped good and bad. Um, I feel like I had a lot of um, personal confidence because just growing up in a small town, I had really great friends. They're still my great friends. Um, I, it was a completely different life than what I see my teenagers living now. I didn't watch my phone and see where everybody was. It was a small town. We were all there together. Mm -hmm. um, so I had a lot of confidence. And I think that, um, and it's funny that you're asking me this because I don't even think I connected um, that aspect to the business that I'm, where I'm focusing my business now until actually very recently. So it's actually mm. funny that you're touching on something that I didn't even think about. Um, but growing up in a small town and then building a business here in Charlotte and meeting people and they have just giant backgrounds and and they very different than how I grew up in the business world. Um, it did mess with me. Mm. I'm just in, and I'm, I'll, I say things like I'm just a small town girl, um, which is fine. But I don't but I didn't say it like that. I would always say it in my head like, well, I'm just a small town girl. Um, so I, I think that I let some of that mess with my um, professional confidence. Why I've renamed that confidence and why I like really teaching people that, that it works both ways. You can, you can be a really confident person and then not realize professionally you're not coming across that way um, because you don't have the confidence.
but you can also do the opposite and assume that you do have the confidence because you got it. You're a confident person. I got this. And then you don't really try that hard professionally and that causes a lot of problems too. So either way, um, there's work to be done in that area professionally. But I do think that small town um, affected my business confidence. Mm. And so that confidence that like you're you pointing out, uh, did you have another business before starting your business coaching that kind of where okay, you identified, absolutely. hey, there's a, yeah. Yep. But there were, I left a whole lot of stuff out in between um, how I, how I grew up until I got here. Um, so I actually have a health background and spent most of my career um, helping people uh, improve their health in preventative wellness um, speaking, doing programs. I was a director of a YMCA hospital program. Um, I loved all of that. And it led me to build a network marketing business with a health and wellness product. And I did love the product, but I will say being one of a bazillion people, um, selling that product and being in the world of network marketing, my, that really shaped where I am now too. And that, that, really is where I went from building that team and being in that industry to branching off into wanting to coach people because my confidence really tanked in that industry, even though I was doing pretty well, um, I wasn't even appreciating how well, because I was so busy thinking it wasn't good enough. And I just didn't know how to function in that environment of being one of so many people. I just, and I didn't know that it would be that difficult and that, and overcoming that and building that business, but then realizing I don't really want to live in the network marketing and there's nothing wrong with it. I just realized that I had some gifts of helping that entrepreneur type person, which is also what led me to, you know, the buckets of insurance and um, realtors and network marketers. Cause it's, it's all very similar where there's just a lot of you, even coaches. There's just a lot of you and it's easy to feel lost in the shuffle. And I got lost in the shuffle. And then all the work that I did um, and the coaching that I did is, and then from that, I uncovered some gifts, really kind of some marketing branding gifts that I didn't even know I had that I'm using in my business. So I just learned so much from that. Um, And all of it started here and it's all, you know how a journey is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. over here and that's you know where I am now and I feel like people are always in such a hurry to know who they want to be and what they want to do and you just I don't know what all your listeners are doing you might you might be there now but you might not you might not and I think all- I think people have an idea um and they give it a couple of years and they're like uh maybe not maybe something different <laughs> Well, the thing is we focus on like, oh, I have this skill. So like I had a master's degree in health education and I had this skill and I knew this nutrition information and that is what I focused on. And then years of experiences in doing that coaching, getting certifications and then being in network marketing and learning from other people, even 10 years of networking, building those businesses all shaped the skills that I have now. And so our value comes from just so many pieces of what we're doing. And sometimes it takes years 
to build up that value and, mm-hmm. and then also uncover, build the value from experiences and also uncover the value mm-hmm. from things that you're doing that you didn't, you didn't even realize. So sometimes it takes until later in life to put it all together and then really realize this, this is where I was meant to be. But it took this long because I was building all these experiences and finding out value that I had in areas I didn't know that I had. I'm going to take that. So build from experiences and then uncover the value. I like that's 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 a that's a billboard right there. That's perfect. Like that too. Will you write that down for me so I can remember that I, I didn't. I, don't gotta, I got we're recording it. I got you. I always say great things when I'm speaking or on a podcast. I'm like, oh, I didn't even remember I said that. <laughs> but those uh, are things that I help um, clients do is exactly that. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to mm-hmm. keep building your experiences? What value can I help you uncover so we can build your confidence, change how you show up when you're talking about your business and stop thinking that it only has to do with this and letting this one thing that you maybe don't even realize or letting get in your way. Like for me, lack of business experience in my 20s and how I grew up in the little little cute town of Wilson, North Carolina. I actually know Wilson. I, I know Wilson, North Carolina, um, being out in Jacksonville, North Carolina. So oh, I yeah. feel I feel I feel you on whenever I say Jacksonville, I have to say North Carolina because people say yeah. Florida. I'm like, yeah. no, there's there's a North Carolina. I'm like, where is that? I'm like, you know, yeah. what? just go up a little bit. <laughs> so we grew up going to Atlantic Beach. And getting into all, all of our high school trouble in Atlantic Beach. So we drove through Jacksonville and Kinston mm-hmm. to, to get to our trouble. It feels good, though. It feels good when I tell people that area and they're like, oh, yeah, I know that area. Or I bet it feels good for you as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we've been we've been talking about it. We've been inadvertently talking about it. But um, let's just go. Let's just dive right into it. Okay. So, What is Live Boldly Coaching? Well, so I've already given you the the general of, you know, where I'm, what my focus is on, you know, helping with, with showing up bold, with having a powerful voice. Um, a couple, One part of it is I've developed a um, acronym for the bold. Mm-hmm. So the B is focusing, um, I'll just say this quickly because it's long, but um, the B is focusing on who you are becoming. And that's where we really dive into all the work of, of, again, figuring out your value, figuring out if this is your goal. I like to teach people like, then who are you becoming to achieve that? Because growth is always a part of a next level in your business, or you would already be doing the thing. Mm-hmm. So how do I help you grow into those shoes of where you're having these goals to be? Um, so that's the B. The O is owning your value, all the things that we dig into, which we've just discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, the L in bold is leveling up. And we're going to come up with ways that you're going to get out of your comfort zone and do something that you haven't done before in your business to grow it. Because if you're not willing to do something new, which is so hard, like you starting this podcast, it you won't, you can't continue, you know that say it's like, you can't continue doing the same thing and expect a change, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's easier to do that when somebody's holding you accountable, coming up with ideas, pouring into you, and right there beside you saying, you got this. We're, we're going to do this. So that's one of my favorite things to do is help people level up. And then the D is all about your drive and determination. 
And to me, um, that is a lot about your inner critic. And I do a lot of work with imposter syndrome, but it's also about, um, and we can talk about imposter syndrome, but it's also huge topic people love. Um, but it is also about, um, how you show authority in your industry because you get so much confidence when I teach you how to show authority in your industry. And when you up that level of confidence, confidence, um, I like to make up words a lot. I make up a lot of words. Um, <laughs> when you do that, it does change your drive and determination because I get people when we've all been there where we're like, maybe I should just quit. And when you uncover all that, it completely changes, changes your drive. It kicks in your determination. No quitting. Done. I'm not talking about that anymore. So everything I'm coaching stems from that bold. And we'll figure out what each person needs. And if it's more of one part and less of others. But everything I teach comes from that um, foundation of bold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's one. That's uh, that is. I love the acronym. I love acronyms, but especially how you're taking each acronym, you're really making an individual plan of action for each person that comes to you. So it's tailored. Yeah. It's tailored. It's individual specialized. And I think that's, that's great. That I would want that, um, you know, fitness wise, but now we're talking about working out as a business owner or, you know, individual uh, contributor. So that's awesome. So imposter syndrome, what is that? We've all had, imposter syndrome. We've all had it. So imposter syndrome is when you feel like people are going to figure it out. They're, they see through you. They're going to figure out, you're just saying you do this thing, but you're not really good at the thing that you say that you do and people are going to see it. And when you have, when you're in that, I'm not going to say when you have imposter syndrome, when you're in that imposter syndrome mode, because to me, it's it's not like you have it, like you have a disease. It There are a lot of reasons that we have it. Entrepreneurs have it because you're working by yourself and you don't work in an office or have a boss who's like, you did a great job today, which we don't want a boss, entrepreneurs. That's, that's we don't want a boss, but sometimes a boss can be a good thing because they're like, nailed it. Well, mm-hmm. that's you. That's you. Nailed it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, well, we never do that. So when you're starting something new and every, like everything about is new, you're, you're right for imposter syndrome. So it's not like people are like, Oh, I don't have that. Or I shouldn't have that. There's stages depending on where you are in your business. You could definitely have that. Um, so you just feel like people are going to figure it out. And if you think about like when you're networking, was that, you know, we met networking and you're standing around all these professional people and you meet a couple people that do what you do. That's a time where you're like, oh, they're going to figure out that like <laughs> they are probably so much more successful than me. And they're going to mm-hmm. see right through the words that are coming out of my mouth. Like you just, you know, you're going to get found out. Those are a couple, those, I could do a whole talk on that. Um, mm-hmm. Those are a couple of, a couple of things. So, uh, so I do a couple of things. I, I, of course, if, like you said, I individualize, individualize my coaching. So we will definitely discuss it how much we discuss it depends on the person. But um, one of my favorite things to do is trainings for um, people that have teams. For instance, if you have a real estate team, you would contract me to come in and do 
we'll figure out three separate trainings, five separate trainings, depends on what your team is looking for. And I will always include um, imposter syndrome in part of my trainings because there is, n- there is no team that doesn't have some people within it, in that industry, the, the, like I said, the realtors, the insurance, mm-hmm. the coaches, people that are in an industry when there's a lot of you, if you're a team leader and you're listening to this, I'm going to promise you someone, if not many, someone's on your team right now are like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know imposter syndrome was a thing. I have that. So I always include it because I don't, I need to ask, like, should I talk about this? Um, yeah. Somebody is sitting there and they're like, Whoa. Mm-hmm. Cause no one's going to tell you. They don't want you to know. Oh, I'm really struggling over here. No one's saying that to you as a leader of your team that I'm struggling, right? They're they're like, oh, I got this. Because, you know. That's what, I think that's what's been told to us. And I mean, I empathize with that. Um, I remember when I first became a Marine Corps officer, a lot of us just had to show up and lead these group of Marines who've been in for some five years, some 15 years and act like we are now we know everything and it was funny because it's like ah, they know i don't they know i they know i don't know everything but you're the officer you have to present yourself you have to leave yes um so i i can admit i raise my hand right now and for those who are watching and listening i know some of y'all are raising your hand as well uh you're listening to this (laughs) you made a great point because i was talking about the people in your team but you brought out a great point the leader of that team maybe you're developing a team and you've got people that have, that have been in the industry longer than you. That exactly like you said with the Marines, that definitely sets you up for imposter syndrome. You're like, they know, I don't know as much, mm-hmm. but there's a reason that you were put in that leadership position. And it's not only about how long you've been doing the particular thing. It's something else about you, but that's a right um, position to be in, to have imposter syndrome when you're, leading a team especially that's a new situation for you very very overwhelming very 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 so yes all your team leaders out there i'm I'm here for you she got y'all she got y'all i got you saying you are knocking these questions out the park i'm like hit that hit that that." i'm like looking like oh she hit that already she hit that (laughs) love it thank you so kim what trends are you seeing in some of the clients that you are taking on um, gosh, that's a really good question. Um, I think one trend in the business world we're all seeing is um, a lot of move, you know, out of corporate into the entrepreneur world. We're definitely seeing an explosion of people that want to be their own boss, that don't want to be in a situation where they could lose their job, especially after um, we saw how things went with COVID. Hopefully, we can speak in terms of being past that. I feel like we can, but then I also feel like there's this little handcuff that keeps us one toe still where we're always going to have to talk about it. I being in that, I know, right? Like we can't 100% be like back when, um, (laughs) not yet. Hopefully, hopefully soon, but so much better, so much better. Um, but I do, I feel like it has pushed so many people, um, into, that entrepreneur world. And so you don't realize what you're in for, for one thing, because it seems like, Oh, well, I'm good at this. I'll just go do it. 
and it's hard to be your own boss. There's a lot to be learned. So I feel like that's one trend. Um, definitely social media is a giant trend. Um, so there's so many people that are building their businesses as the social media uh, marketer, the one that's going to teach you Instagram, the one that's going to teach you. You know, those entrepreneurs are exploding because everybody wants to be on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so my take on that is um, – I help my clients have a bold presence on social media and I teach them how to do reels and I teach them how, what, how to show up with great value on social media. Mm -hmm. The difference is I'm not teaching people how to build a business online. I'm teaching people how to have a presence online. And the two aren't the same because I build my business through speaking and networking. So if somebody meets me, and I'm like, yeah, connect with me on Instagram or connect with me on LinkedIn. Those are the primary places. You're going to be able to go that and you're going to be able to see what I'm all about. You're going to be able to see value that I put out there. You're going to be able to see that I put myself out there and do reels. Even though my teenage daughters were like, do not do that. And I was like, oh, but I am. <laughs> Tell me not to. And I think they're so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so social media is such a huge trend. But learning how to do social media is... Um, is a big aspect of it. And the, and the average of us business people out there can have an amazing presence so that when you meet somebody, they see that presence and they're like, they, you want them to see your personality. You want them to see your value. You want them to see how you stand out because they're checking you out. Um, but it, do, it doesn't mean that you have to build a business. Sometimes. I'm not getting clients from social media. I'm not trying to be an influencer with 10,000 followers i don't have the interest to do it to that level but i it's important that people see you know what i'm made of and i think social media can be fine i think linkedin can be fun um so that so that's how i look at it and that's the trend i'm seeing how i'm tackling that trend is let's let's figure out who you are what's your personality within your business and let that shine and then people will want to work with you because they see who that is and that's all you need from social media. And that could be posting three times a week. You don't have to live in that space, mm-hmm. but you have to show up in that space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that was, again, you just got, you got these lines, you have these lines where a business, some people on Instagram or influencers, even on the professional side are showing you again, more of that route of how to be an influencer or how to you know post every day, post about this on this story but you're saying no you're actually going to teach somebody how to be bold in their business and have a presence online i love that that quote right there is is so awesome to me oh awesome okay i can't wait to go back and listen to this and write down my the great <laughs> but i think that is really really important and someone said to me like why are you spending all this time doing reels like you you're not you're not going to build this big following of 10,000 people that are, you know, seeing your reels out there and then go back and follow you and then start, because there's a whole process to that. If that's what you want to do, then I know what needs to be done to make that happen. And I can tell you what needs to be done to, to make that happen. I'm just not interested in doing it. It You can't just post and be like, oh, I'm going to build 10,000. Like there's paid ads. I mean, I've followed some amazing people and I've learned some great things from coaches 
on social media and every single one of them, I promise, if I went back and looked, how did I find them? They were a sponsored ad. They targeted me. Yep. Yep. The targeting. It was targeted. And some of them are fantastic. And I mean, and the thing is, people give away so much free information in hopes to then have you as a client. And they have a whole digital platform that is how they're planning. I mean, there's a, it's so much more than what you're interested in doing. If you're a realtor, you're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Or, or if you're, I mean, if you're a coach, you might want to do I mean, it depends on what your business looks like. But just know, like, if you think you're just going to post a couple of times a week and there's a whole thing to making that happen. And it includes a whole lot of money to pay for the ads. Yes. Yes. That- you think that you can organically like, and, and listen, somebody who's out there is going to be like, I did it. And like, I, if you did it, I, I am so proud of you. You're uh, amazing. There are definitely some people with some dog accounts that have done it, but those dogs are amazing. And they're, and that's a different <laughs> thing. Cause I think the dogs are really funny and I think it's easier, but, um, Anyway, my point is, (laughs) I think there's a lot of fun to be had, and and I love making a reel, and I love posting it on LinkedIn. And then when you go follow me, you're going to see my fun reels, and you're going to see my personality. But I didn't do it, so I would be, you know, a giant influencer. And and you know, the risk in that, and my kids will say it, is you people can also go to your Instagram account and see those reels that you made and think they're great, but then see that you had like. You might have five likes because all, people see it, but they don't all like it. Mm-hmm. Right. And you wish they did because you want to look even better. Like, Oh, 300 people like that. She's somebody. So you got to put it out there knowing it, it might not look like that, but I just, I, that that's just not how it's always going to be. But I think, I think you're like, you're saying there's two different mindsets and there's two different goals. Here. You know, if you want to be that influencer and that social presence, that's all another pod from the day I'd like to say, but yeah, it's going to come with, it's going to come with stuff. It's going to come with responsibilities and you're going to live in that space. Vice yes. business owner. Yes. Get a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just camp out there. <laughs> Get your camera supplies, have some food yeah. right beside you. No. Um, okay. As a business owner, as team leader or manager, you're going to, you're trying to one paint, not paint, but you're just giving the audience a little bit more about yourself. And I think in today's age as business owners, you can't just be the brand. You have to provide a culture to um, your workspace, to your organization, to your business. So I think that's what two different goals here. But again, you, again, the the presence versus uh, working in that space. I like that. I like that comparison. And I think that makes social media more doable for people and more interesting for people when they think, wait a minute, I could do that. Mm-hmm. And you need to do that. Like I follow a couple of, um, I keep saying real estate because these are just examples that I have in, in, mm-hmm. in my mind and any company could do this, but I follow a couple of real estate companies and they don't have like, they're not like giant influencers, but they're doing some really fun reels that show, like you just said, the culture of their company mm-hmm. and they're just hilarious <laughs> and i get ideas from that and that is you know that person is out networking and then they say oh yeah follow my company you know on on instagram just see or even on linkedin you're going to instantly see a personality that's happening in that um team and anyone can do that 
And you don't have to be an influencer. So I also love helping people come up with that. There's fun to be had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned real estate. I mean, I mean, the client portfolio is probably overwhelming at this point. But what, who are some of the clients that you have worked with um, in the past and I guess looking forward into the future? Um, what uh, real estate um, teams, clients, is that what you mean? Uh, just like the, you know, you said real estate. I know you said networking. Oh, that's nice. mm-hmm. um, so um, real estate teams, for the most part, um, real estate teams and then um, individual what I call solopreneurs has been the biggest um, uh, chunk of my business. And moving forward, I'm currently um, taking a bigger focus on the team aspect. And so really looking for more of that um, um, team aspect in insurance teams, whether it's um, financial teams, those people that got to find a way to stand out in the, in those interests, in those industries. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I would say moving forward, I'm currently in a place where that is going to be my moving forward um, target. Honestly. And I still yeah. work with solopreneurs, of course. What um, is that? What, what is a solopreneur? So, <laughs> well, a solopreneur is an entrepreneur. We know what an entrepreneur is, mm-hmm. but a solopreneur is that entrepreneur that's really just them. Like you're, you're not necessarily going to build like a big business um your business is you you do all the things in your business which is why that presence that culture that brand is all you because mm-hmm. like, that that's me i'm a coach like everything i do is up to me i don't have a big staff that's like you do the marketing and hey you this is like hey you do the marketing got it um, okay, you go out and be on social media. Got it. Yeah. Um, you you do the sales. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> got it. I got that too. And I got that too. Thank you. I'll do all this. That is a solopreneur. Um, and then eventually, if you do well, you perhaps roll into, like I'm saying, the team aspect. Um, but I would consider... The people, even if you have a team of insurance, real estate, those people are kind of solopreneurs. They're their own, they're their own business. So those are the, those are the people I like to work with. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always love asking this question because the answer varies every single time. Um, but what have been some of the obstacles you faced uh, when you started this business and your journey throughout? I mean, we just went through COVID um, and that, Obviously, if this is a very personal business that you're talking about, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, what are some of the obstacles you faced? Um, so I faced the same obstacles that I um, help clients with. I mean, having being a business owner is not easy. I faced the same roller coasters of doubt, you know, less as time moves on, but I faced the same ones. Um, we all want our businesses to grow faster than is reality. Um, so I think that's why I have a passion for that solopreneur person um, or that person in an industry where there's, you know, a lot of you because that's what, that's the space I'm in. There's a bazillion coaches. Um, there were times where I was like, why am I trying to be just another coach? But then 
you know, I dug in and figured out, well, what kind of a coach do I want to be? And I think that is a big aspect um, that an obstacle you have to overcome is figuring out who are your people? Because if you have a business and you're like, oh, I work with all people. And I know real estate's a little different because you could work with all people that want to buy or sell a house. You could. Mm -hmm. so a, there's a little tweak to that aspect, but you can still have a brand about yourself and show up as something unique in that industry. Um, but, but spaces like the coaching um, space, um, even insurance, you can focus on um, types of people. You can focus on um, uh, young people just getting started. You can focus on multi-generational. I mean, there's things that you can do and to me, that obstacle needs to be overcome because one of the things I always talk about is you have to be, not only do you have to show up and, and know how you stand out, you have to show up as, as an expert and, and not just what you do, like, oh, I know everything about how to buy a house or I know everything about this aspect of a business. Mm -hmm. That's great. You have to be an expert in what you do. But you have to be an expert in something else. And that is not just what you do, but what the people you're talking to need. Mm. And that is an aspect that people just ignore. And that's where I see people struggling in their business because you're not, when you talk, whether it's in a meeting, whether it's when you're networking, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's a post on social media, you got to be saying something so people are like, uh, she gets me. That is exactly what I'm struggling with. I don't know exactly who my audience is, so I'm not really saying anything that is nailed to them. Or, or what, you have to say something that business owners can relate to, and they're like, yes, that is what I'm struggling with. So if you don't know who that audience is and you don't get really down and dirty on what who they are, what they need, what are they struggling with, then you can't speak with that authority and I think they'll go to someone else who does. Because we mm. want, we're going to give our money to somebody. We want to know, oh, you know what you're doing and you know what I need. Preach. So, Preach. Yeah. <laughs> what part of bold is that? Is that is that the L? That is, I think that is the O. Oh, okay. Because you, that is owning your value it's your level of knowing who your value is for mm. makes sense makes I sense put that, i put that in the o bucket okay 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 just so audience can see how this all flows in y'all yeah, flowing in um i think it's scary to do that because people are afraid like well if i and you've heard this before in different ways like you need to niche down people are afraid to do that because like, well, if I say I work with, like me, if I say I work with the real estate industry and the insurance industry, what if somebody owns a small business and they're like, oh, she doesn't work with me. So I might lose that business. Well, I could work with you. I, I, it, it, it can be translated to, to what you do, but I want to be an expert for a particular group and I think there's enough of that group to to make my business successful. I just I'm 
if, if you say you only work with women, does that mean you'll never get a, a male client? No, it doesn't mean that mm-hmm. you will, but it means you're just going to show up with so much confidence and so much value and so much authority because you're working with a population of women that are whatever that is that you've decided and you know what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. People want to know you get them. And hmm. I mean, you're talking about, I know in my business books that I read, there's like the hedgehog concept versus the fox. And the fox can do a plethora of things, you know, but he's he or she is not the best at, you know, one individual skill. While the hedgehog does one thing really well. And starting a business out, it's better to niche down. Yes. However you want to, but be that hedgehog. Just learn that skill. And as you develop and your business grows, then you'll be able to branch out to other Right. But, but when I, you're a hedgehog, you can have a, you will show authority in hedgehog information. And that is attractive to people. That is a level of confidence that isn't just, oh, I'm good at what I do because I'm saying that I'm confident. That's a level of confidence you can't pretend, you can't make up because you just are saying things that hedgehog people get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that shows authority. And that level of authority is like, Bold. That's so good. You can't fake it. Yeah. As your hedgehog business grows, you're like, hey, I know all about hedgehogs. But I also know that hedgehogs lead to foxes. And I can talk about that too. But if you say, like, coaches are the worst. Coach is like, oh, no, I'm a business coach and a mindset coach. And I can help you with it. Because if you you have a business, you need help with your mindset. So I can do all of those things. Hmm. Which you can. But you're just not going to ever say things about coaching that are going to like, like people. Well, here's the thing. We, you, we assume that people know exactly what they need. Like, yeah. Oh, and, and when I say it, they'll be, the, that person will hear it. And be like, oh, 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 that's what I need. And you have to show people what they need. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. here's the thing, people can use a lot of different things. Look at the, look, go down your Facebook ad. Look at the people who have targeted you. There's probably 10 people that have targeted you. And you're like, well, I could use that. I, <laughs> use that too. I could probably use that too, because they've said it really well. They nailed down something that you are struggling with, but you're not really sure which one of those things you should start with. It's, it's not like a business owner only needs one thing. Mm-hmm. You're building a business, you need a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You just gotta figure out which thing to start with, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't make that assumption, like, oh, I'll just say that I'm a coach, I'm a business coach, and someone's gonna be like, Well, I need help with my business, I'll hire you. Like, that is so up here. Yep. You've got to figure it out because other people are targeting you with ads and meeting you out outside and networking. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, I can help you with this, and you're like, oh, okay. I can help you with that. Okay. And you don't even know where to go. It's confusing, overwhelming. Very, very. And uh, I know we talked about some of the obstacles, but there's always a flip side. There's always a sunny side. What have been, uh, probably have too many, but you know, if you can name some of the uh, success stories that you've had, um, yeah. What would you like to share? Um, Success stories with clients? Yes. So um, I do, um, a small group coaching. That's also one of my favorite things. Um, I call it my BAM coaching and it's 
um, BAM stands for, again, I love acronyms and making things up. BAM stands for your bold action moment. And what I say is that every time you speak about your business, whether it's that, I hate the term elevator pitch, which is also why I came up with BAM because nobody wants to be pitched and it's just such a horrible word. Um, So whether it's your BAM in a networking situation or whether it's just being able to have a conversation about what you do or a sales meeting, like it, all of that, you have to be able to nail how you speak about your business. Um, so I call that your bold action moment, which is like whenever you speak about your business. Mm-hmm. So I do a small group coaching and it's covers pieces of the bold, but it's just three sessions and I do it in a small group, three or four people. So it's a very low cost and people can get started and not just commit. Like not everybody wants to commit to one-on-one coaching for a long period. Um, and the other thing I do, like I said, is trainings. So this is my way to work with three or four people at once um, and help them with their BAM. So we uncover how do you speak about your business? And we nail down five topics that would show your value on so for social media. Like what are those five things that you're, that makes sense for you to be talking about that uncover your value? Um, so my successes with that are just the aha moments that people have when they realize how to speak about their business or they realize um, they're just so overwhelmed at, how to get that value out about what they do. Mm-hmm. It changes. I literally see people change how they stand tall a, about their business. I mean, that is a level of confidence change in your business. Um, and it's a level of um, excitement. I see excitement come back to people's business mm-hmm. because when you're overwhelmed and you're, and you're not sure what you should be saying, and if you should be like, you start, that's where burnout comes from. Like, I don't even know. So I feel like, and I think one of my favorite comments was someone that um, texted me after and said um, she felt like she was truly aligned with who her customers are now. And it enabled her to show up as her authentic self. Mm. That was probably one of my best sunshiny moments to help somebody show up is their authentic self is kind of like the best place you want to be, right? Mm-hmm. You finally know who you are within what you do. And now everyone's going to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know about y'all. I'm, I'm motivated and I'm, I feel bold right now. I feel bold standing I love up, it. talking to Kim, learning all this information. This is, this has been an awesome time. Kim, I want to be respectful of your time. Well, I have to get you back on here because I'd love to come back. Um, I love just I love this conversation. I hope that people listening are, are thinking about it. I think the biggest thing for business owners is you have a lot on your plate. We know this. And this isn't something that you're constantly thinking about because you're thinking about I need sales. I need yeah. I mean, there's a like you wear a lot of hats. You do a lot of things. But to me, you're doing all those things without the foundation. And if you can stop and back up and build this bold foundation, 
um, everything else will start to happen and you'll have fun while it's happening. But it's a foundation that people just don't think about because there's so many other things to think about. And so many other people are saying, well, you need to do this. You need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Stop. Do this first. <laughs> I, again, I want to say big, big thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kim, for coming out. Uh, we will definitely, again, I'm going to have the quotes. I'm going to have a couple quotes that I'm going to, but if I had to summarize this podcast, I would say to establish your foundation utilizing bold because it will put you in an authentic and better place as a business owner or as a leader in your organization. So, uh, Kim, I will let you do the final sign off, though. Uh, please, by all means, give give the people everything they need to know so they can reach out to you. Um, OK, so my last name is crazy. So you can. Um... We, I will leave that out. Just email me at Kim at liveboldly.today. Um, or you can check out my website, which is kimwanowich.com. And I think if you're listening to this, you probably see the spelling of my name. So it's just one word, kimwanowich.com. And I will be happy to do a free, bold um, strategy call for any of your listeners. And let's just see where you are and what you need to become a bold business owner. Hey, I think y'all heard that. Y'all heard that. A free, a free, bold lesson with Kim. Come on, come on. Can't you can't go? Yeah, there we go. She's just I said, love it. Call me. Come on, y'all. Reach out, reach out, reach out. Please, of course, continue to support. Continue to support. Um, we will continue to probably uh, we we'll continue to give you a plus content. And uh, again, for all y'all listening out there, reach out to Kim whenever you can to get the bold scoop. Thank you, Kim. I love it. So fun. <laughs> Hey, again, I want to give a big shout out to Kim for joining us here at the virtual studio at the Network Nights podcast coming to you from the QC. Uh, I'm going to say it now, y'all. I'm going to say it now. This is the top interview podcast of the QC. All right. I've been hearing a lot of other people out there. I've been hearing the top ones. And uh, hey, it's good to, uh, to each their own. But I guarantee when you hear this podcast, you hear everything that we're putting in, everything that we're getting out. You ain't going to want to hear nothing else. So come tune in with your boy every 1st and 15th. Leaf Israel signing off. We'll see you next time. Enjoy your payday. Enjoy your payday. Peace. Crossroads with missing signs Not sure, left or right Maybe straight on, make a path of my own Never known from before, you know kicking that door tomorrow I know it ain't promised But back home made my mama promise I would make it through these hard times regardless But these hard times are hard